in the spirit. Now look at Acts chapter 1 verse 8 again. Bible says, and ye shall receive power. Everybody say power. power. Everybody say power. power. It says, and when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You see that? And it says, and you shall become witnesses to him in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, listen very carefully. Is this a secondary experience in the Holy Spirit? The answer is yes. You see, receiving power is different from the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I used to hear this morning. Listen very carefully. Don't miss me here now because what I'm going to be telling you, some of you have never heard it in your life before. Because what you have been taught all the life in church is that when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's the day you spoke in tongues. That's not true. That's not true. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is not speaking in tongues. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is not what you think it is. No, 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 no. I'm going to show you what baptism of the Holy Spirit really is. Are you following? Are you following? Now look at John 20, verse 22. John 20, 22. Let's go there. John chapter 20, verse 22. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. John 20, verse 22. Let me open it on my screen here. John 20, 22. The Bible says, and when he had said this, look at what he did. He breathed on them. Everybody say he breathed on them. And what did he tell them? Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, the word breathed, breathed here, this word was only used once in the entire New Testament. This word breathed. Now, this same word is the same word in the Hebrew that God used in Genesis 2-7. Where he said, the Bible says, and God breathed into man. And man became a living soul. Listen very carefully. So, it's the breathing of God. Breathe, and breath there means to blow. To blow upon or to breathe upon. So when God breathed on man, man became alive. Are you following? In the same light, when Jesus breathed on man, man now became recreated. So the, the, the new creation happened by the breath of Jesus. Uh, you're not catching this in this morning. Look at it. The Bible says, and the Lord formed man from the earth of the earth and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So there are two kinds of life. There is animal life. There is human life. And there's the God life. Are you following? So the first human life is where God breathes into man in Adam. Now, the supernatural life is when Jesus breathed into the disciples. Remember, they were alive already. So when he breathed into them, he breathed to them the new generated human spirit. The new created human spirit. That's what they got in the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Somebody is going to receive the Holy Ghost today. Can you shout Amen. Now look at Acts chapter 1 from verse 4 now. Acts chapter 1 from verse 4. Acts chapter 1 from verse 4 to 5. Bible says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, Ye have them, you, uh, sorry, you have heard of me. You have heard from me. Next verse, verse 5. It says, For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Look at that. Now look at the promise. It's in Acts 1 verse 8. It says, and you shall receive what? You shall receive what? Power. When, when who comes? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Glory to God. So the Holy Spirit, right, in his first coming into your life, what it brings to you is the life of Jesus. Everybody say the life of Jesus. Right? Now look at Romans chapter 8 verse 9. Romans 8 9. I have to take time to explain this very carefully. Romans 8, 9. Bible says, but ye are not in the flesh, 
but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, listen, look at this now. Now It says, now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Notice very carefully. Not every Christian has received the Holy Spirit. But there are many Christians who are already born again. Now listen very carefully. The day you are born again, the Holy Spirit comes to live in your life. Because if the Holy Spirit is not in your life, you are not even a Christian in the first place. So, the day you made that salvation prayer, that call of prayer, where you receive Jesus as your Lord, the Holy Spirit came to live in you that same day. Because the Bible says that if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So the only way you are God's child, remember, the Holy Spirit is our engagement ring. The Holy Spirit is our symbol that will belong to Christ. Are you following? So if you are born into Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Glory to God. Say the Holy Spirit is in me. Say it again. Say the Holy Ghost is in me. I, how, how? How did he come into your life? He came the day you received Jesus into your life. Are you following? You can only get born again by the Holy Spirit. So in his first coming, he comes as a person. Are you seeing that? But you see, just because he came into your house doesn't mean he came with his power. Hmm. Hello now? He didn't come in his office. Now, the infilling of the Holy Spirit is when he comes in his office. Glory to God. In the first experience, only you know you are born again. Only you know you are saved. Only you know you have Jesus. In the second experience, others can see that God actually lives in you. Glory to God. That's the difference between the two. So let's, let's look at baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now look at um, John chapter 7 from verse 37. John 7, 37. Bible says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone test, let him come to me and drink. Look at that, verse 8. He says, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. This is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is, when, when you are filled with the Spirit, right, there's an outflow. When you are born again, it's an inflow. When you are filled with the Spirit, it's an outflow. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? Oh, yeah, now let's look at verse um, 39. 39. He says, but this is spoke concerning the spirit he says whom those believing in them would receive look at that he says for the holy spirit was not yet given because jesus was not yet glorified can you shout amen? amen so now what is the baptism of the holy spirit the baptism of the holy spirit is the day you got born again once you are born into christ you are baptized into christ what is baptism baptism means immersion everybody say immersed so you see, you're immersed, right? So the day you received Christ into your life, you were immersed into God. Are you seeing that? Now the day you receive the power of the Holy Ghost is the day the Holy Ghost is now immersed into you. Two different experiences. Hello? Are you catching it this morning? Should I rewind or I continue? Talk to me now. I should rewind. Okay, now listen very carefully. Now, the day you came and said, Oh, Father, I repent of all my sins, Right? I confess you a lot of my life, and you are my Savior, my Lord. That's the day you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you from Scripture. You're going to see very carefully. You can be baptized in the Spirit and not yet filled with the Holy Ghost. You can be baptized in the Spirit and not yet have the power of the Holy Ghost in your life. Glory to God. I say glory to God. You see, we have misunderstood. And you see, the, the problem is we have been taught for many years that until you speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Spirit. That's a lie. That's a big lie. 
You can have the Holy Spirit and not even speak in tongues your whole life. It's possible. You can have the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues yet. But there's no Christian who doesn't have the Holy Spirit. No, no, not one. Every Christian that is born into Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in them. But they may not exercise the gift of the Spirit. They may not use the gift of the Spirit. But that doesn't mean they don't have the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know, and in fact, it, they even told us then that, um, that um, the evidence that you have the Holy Spirit is what? Speaking in tongues. That's a lie. You know why? <laughs> even demons speak in tongues. I hope you know that. Let me tell you my campus experience. One day, I was on campus. We're having a student fellowship in our campus. And during a prayer meeting, one lady called me out of the, like you're in church now, right? We're praying. Then the lady now called me outside to come outside the, the, the building. So she now held my hands and she was speaking in tongues. So me too, I was speaking in tongues too. Then while she was speaking in tongues, I just sensed in my spirit that this tongues is not from God. So you know what I did? I said, Talk to me in English in the name of Jesus. The tongues automatically ended. I just started talking to me in English language. Then I said, in the name of Jesus, you devil come out of her. And that's the day the tongues ended. That's the day it's finished. Because the, the, the engine that she was using to speak in those tongues was not from the Holy Ghost. It was from the devil. Hello? Somebody can speak in tongues doesn't mean it's the Holy Spirit. You must see the devil is, is a master manipulator. He knows what to do and deceive you. So the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that this one is not of his. Are you seeing that? So that's the day the, the tongues ended. <laughs> and then I had to now fill her with the spirit that she now got the right one. Are you catching this? Are you catching this thing? So even devils can speak in tongues. So speaking in tongues is not the evidence that you have the Holy Spirit. So what is the evidence? I have a question for you. What is the evidence that you are born again? Talk to me. Is it turning a new leaf? A thousand times no. Is it that I now became better? A thousand times no. What is the proof that you are saved? Who knows? Who can tell me? I wish, I wish this Tuesday vibes. I will personally ask you a question. How do you know you are saved? Hey, ask your neighbor, how do you know you are saved? <laughs> what did they tell you? <laughs> what did they tell you? I'm not hearing. You're waiting for an answer. <laughs> how do you know you are saved? Because you, you have to know. Okay, how do I know I'm saved? Romans 10, 9. The Bible says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God had raised him. It says, Thou shalt be saved. It says, With the mouth. He said, With the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So how do I know I'm born again? I ask God, I confess Jesus to be Lord of my life, I believe in his death, in his burial, resurrection, I'm saved. That's my evidence. So what's my evidence? The word. Everybody say the word. Say again, say the word. I am not looking at any physical manifestation. Hey, I'm not looking at my behavioral modification. Mm -mm. I'm looking at what the word says. Because if God says, see, it's called the integrity of the word. Everybody say the integrity of the word. If God says A, it is A. If he says B, it is B. He said, if you believe and confess, he says it belongs to you. Are you seeing that? So in the same way, that's how I know that I'm saved. Glory to God. I am not waiting to add weights. I'm not waiting to shrink my weight before I know. No, 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 no. 
The proof is the word. How do I know I have the Holy Spirit? What did Jesus say? Jesus said, if any of you has a father, if your son asks him, if your son asks you for bread, will you give him stone? If he asks you for fish, will you give him a serpent? He said, if he asks you for an egg, will you give him a scorpion? He said, if you then be natural, know how to give good gifts to your children. He said, how much more shall the father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask him? So why do I not have the Holy Ghost? I asked God for the Holy Ghost. He can give me a demon. He gave me the Spirit. That's my proof. That's my evidence. So my evidence is founded on the Word. Everybody say the Word. So the Word of God is my evidence. It's my proof. How do I know that I'm a prosperous man? Because the Bible says so. He says, I wish above all things that ye prosper and be in health. Even now, your soul prospers. So my evidence is not that I have $1 million in my bank account. Mm-mm. My evidence is the Scriptures. My evidence is what the word says. Glory to God. That's where your faith... See, your faith must be rested on the gospel. Your faith must be rested on the word. Not in your experiences. Your experience must line up with the word of God. Are you swelling? Stop looking at physical manifestation to judge the spirit. Glory to God. But the question then is, how do we know people who have not received the Holy Ghost? Three things. Number one, if there's no prophecy, if they're not speaking in tongues, if there's no power... It's clear they don't have the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit comes to your life, power is in your life. That means Satan can't be doing you like a card. You know, you know how you play what? He can't be doing you like what anymore. You are in control. You see that? See, when you are living your life without the Spirit, when you are walking in the flesh, you're living your life by the flesh, you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. Are you seeing that? If you are filled with the Spirit, if you are filled with the Spirit, your, your, your life will be Spirit-controlled. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So now, we're going to see, because I'm going to do it together now, we're going to see the baptism of, everybody say, baptism of the Spirit, infilling of the Spirit. We're going to see together how this works in the scripture. You ready now? Acts chapter 2, verse 37. Acts 2, 37. The Bible says, and when they heard this, they were caught into their heart. That means Peter was preaching. Are you seeing that? And Peter and the rest of the disciples says, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Next verse, 38. And Peter said to them, What did he say? He said, Repent and let every one of you be what? Be what? In whose name? In the name of the Lord. Look at that. For the remissions of sin. Why are you saved? The reason why you are saved is for the remission. The word remission means removal of sin. That means the moment you put your faith into what Christ has done, all your sins are removed. Are you catching it? It's not just pardoned. They are actually removed. That means if God checks your sin file, there's no sin right there. Because Christ removed it on our behalf. Glory to God. That's something to shout about. It's something to shout about, I'm telling you. See, it says, look at the next verse. And ye shall receive. What now? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice, he talked about baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus. So the first thing, when you come into Christ, the first thing you experience is the baptism into the name of the Lord, by the name of the Lord Jesus. Then after the baptism, then you now receive the Holy Ghost. But what we have been taught is, after you have received Jesus, then you now get baptized in the Holy Ghost. But look at the Bible. Paul said, baptism comes first. Before the infilling, the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Look at that. You are not still showing. Eh? <laughs> Let me show you some more. Tell somebody I'm teaching Bible. <laughs> so now, when Peter was preaching, 
His message was three things. Number one, repentance unto God. Number two, believe in the name of the Son of God. Number three, receive the Holy Spirit. That was their message. When they come to any nation, they say, oh, good, repent from your sin. Repent from your dead works. Believe in Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost. That was their message. Nothing more, nothing less. Glory to God. So believing and receiving are separated in time. That means Jesus was born of the Spirit, but at the age of 30, the Spirit of God came upon him in a new way. Notice, Jesus didn't do miracles, he didn't do nothing. Why? Because he was only saved, but he didn't yet have the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you following? So, because he was saved, but he didn't have the power. He had not received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Remember, even though Jesus was God, he was 100% man. So when he came to the earth, he came as God and as man. But as man, he also needed the power of the Holy Spirit in his life to do the work of God. Can you shout amen? Because without the power of the Holy Spirit, you cannot do anything in your life. Whatever you be doing will be by your human strength, by your human power, and it will fail. It will fail. Glory to God. I said glory to God. In fact... When Jesus received the Holy Ghost, the change was so evident in his life that others began to see the power of God at work in his life. Others saw it. So when you are saved, it only you know. Are you seeing that? When you receive the Holy Spirit, others will know. It's as simple as that. Others can tell that something is at work in this guy's life. Something is at work in this lady's life. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Now look at Acts chapter 8 verse 12. Acts 8 12. Act 8, verse 12. Now, look at, look at what happened here. But when they believed, look at that. What happened? The first thing was that they believed. Are you seeing that? They believed. Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of the Lord Jesus. What happened next? Both men and women were what? Baptized. Next verse. But Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. He was amazed, seeing the miracles, the signs which were done. Verse next, next verse, 14. And when the apostles who were at Jerusalem had the Samaria, had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Move fast quickly, 15. Everybody read, one to go. Uh-huh. That all happened. Next verse, 16. Read. Why? Hey, did you just see that now? They were baptized in the name of the Son of God, but they were not filled with the Holy Ghost. What does it mean to be baptized in the name of the Son of God? They believed in Jesus. The day you believe in Jesus, you are baptized. You are baptized in the name of the Son of God. You are baptized into God. But you may not yet have received the Holy Spirit. Are you seeing that? That's what the Bible says. Very clear. So these people have only been baptized, but they've not received the Holy Spirit. When we talk about receiving the Holy Spirit, we're talking about his power. Everybody say dunamis. Say dunamis. Shout it louder. Say dunamis. Now, dunamis, what is dunamis? Dunamis is the power of God, the creative ability of God to wrought a change in anything. It's called power. Everybody say power. So, when we're talking about receiving the Holy Spirit, we're talking about receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you seeing that? When you are born again, you receive the person of the Holy Spirit. That's what it means to be baptized in the name of the Son of God. When you're baptized into Christ, the person of the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. Are you seeing that? But when, but he will live in you, but his office has not yet come. 
His office comes when you receive his power. Then you can start doing supernatural things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Verse 17. Next verse, 17. Look at that. Everybody want to go? And what? Read again. Want to go? And what happened next? So, how do you receive the Holy Ghost? We lay hands on you. You receive the Holy Ghost. It's very simple. Listen, let, let me surprise you. Right? The same day you got born again, the same day you can receive the Holy Spirit. You don't need extra class. You don't need a um, six-week class. You don't need that. You don't need all those lectures. You don't need lecture. Because why? It takes the, the same faith it takes to believe in Jesus is the same faith it requires to speak in tongues. The same faith. You don't need an extra faith. You don't need a stronger faith. No -mm. As long as you have the capacity to believe in what Christ has done, you can also receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Can you shout amen? Now look at, um, let's, let's look at something else again um, in, in the life of the people. So notice, when, when, when Philip, when, when the apostles heard about the Samaria, how they received Jesus, they noticed that something was missing. What was missing was the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody said the power of the Holy Spirit. So they went there to ensure that they got the power. How did they know they didn't have the power of God? Very simple. I told you number one. Everybody say prophecy. Say tongues. Say power. Well, you don't see the gift of the Spirit manifested in the life of a person, in the life of a ministry, in the life of a church. They don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. It's as simple as that. Are you following? Are you following? Now look at Acts 19 now. Acts 19. From verse 1. Look at that story again. And it happened when Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper region, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. Next. He said to them, read everybody want to go with power now. Notice he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit since when? Since when you believed. Then they said to them, we have not so much heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Look at the answer. Next verse. And he said to them, into what were you now baptized into? What were you baptized? Because you are thinking baptism means you are put into water. That's what you are thinking. Eh? No, no, no. Look at it now. He says, into what baptism were you baptized? He says, in John's baptism. What is John's baptism? Next verse. No, no, look at it. John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance. So John's baptism was a message of repent, repent, repent. That was his message. Repent from your sins. Repent from your lifestyle. That was his message. He says, we, we, we know John's baptism and we were baptized into John's baptism. Look at what, look at what he now said. He says, say to the people, that they should believe on him. Sorry, let's start again. Then, then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. And that is who? Christ Jesus. Next verse. Verse 5. When they heard this, what happened next? They were baptized in who? Notice, these guys believed but were not baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means they were not saved. So Paul got them saved first. That is the baptism in the name 
of the Lord Jesus. Let's see what happened next. Verse, verse, verse 6. Look at that. And when Paul, what happened next? Lay hands on them. What happened? The Holy Spirit came upon them. And what happened next? The Bible says, they spoke with what? With tongues. What happened next? They prophesied. Are you seeing that? Because whenever the power of the Spirit comes upon a person's life, something happens. Supernatural things begin in their life. Sometimes tongues come out. Sometimes prophecy come out. Sometimes faith comes out. Sometimes the word of knowledge comes into their life. Sometimes the wisdom, sometimes the transformed life happens to them. It's called the power of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. I said glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So the human spirit is a reservoir. Is a reservoir into which the Holy Spirit flows when we are saved. You see that? But when we are filled with the Spirit, there's an overflow of that which is on the inside. That means our bodies, our minds, our emotions become available to the Spirit. You see that? And then we can begin supernatural ministry. Can you say amen? Glory to God. So, the first experience when you are saved, right, is when the Holy Spirit comes into your life. Are you seeing that? The second experience is an outflow of the Spirit. Glory to God. Everybody say inflow. Say outflow. Say it again. Say inflow. Outflow. <laughs> you know, most of the time, we like inflow into our bank account. Nobody likes outflow out of their bank account. But you see, when the power of the Holy Ghost comes to your life, there must be an outflow. You see that? Because the power of the Spirit never gets exhausted. Never gets exhausted. So there's continuous outflow, outflow, outflow. You know, sometimes a pastor will finish preaching, and then the people will say, you see someone come and say, my brethren, virtue have left the man of God. Let's pray that God will replenish his virtue. You must be crazy. You think that the virtue can inspire or finish? The virtue that left the man of God is that give him pounded yam with vegetable soup to replenish his human strength back. <laughs> That's the only virtue that left him. Because the power in which he needs to minister is of an endless life. It, the power of God does not finish you. Have you heard this song? Miracle retire Jesus, eh? Jesus can do miracle 24 hours from now. Just miracle upon miracle, back to back. And it will not finish. He is not YEDC. Sorry, I called their name. He is not, <laughs> he is not your internet or MTN. That sometimes you use, you say no signal. Mm -mm, that's not God. Endless, unlimited. And God's unlimited is not Nigerian unlimited data. You know what it means? When you use and use and use and use, then they cut your bandwidth. Cut your bandwidth. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. That's not God. Hallelujah. The more you take, the more he's ready to give you more. And the more you come for more, he's ready to give you more and more and more abundantly. Can you shout amen? amen? That's the power of the Holy Ghost. You see that? So when you come into Christ, the first thing is, have you repented? Second, have you believed in Jesus? Number three, have you received the Holy Spirit? Ask your neighbor, have you received the Holy Spirit? Say it again, have you received the Holy Spirit? You see that? Because the first experience you know about is when you're born again, only you know you're born again. But when you receive the Holy Spirit, others will know that actually you are saved. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now notice, let me talk about speaking in tongues for a moment. Notice, in the Old Testament, nobody ever spoke in tongues. No prophets. None of them. Not, not even the priests. Now listen very carefully. 
of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, all the gifts of the Holy Spirit was manifested in the Old Testament. Word of knowledge, um, prophecy, wisdom, faith. You see that gift of faith, gift of healings, gift of miracles? They were exhibited in the Old Testament. But there are only two gifts that was never experienced in the Old Testament. This is your piano. Change that tune. You are disconnecting me. Hmm? Give it to learn for me. I put strings. Are you following? Now, listen very carefully. Um, where was I? Before he distracted me. Huh? Okay, so I said there were two gifts. Some of you are not even familiar what I'm saying, eh? <laughs> How many gifts are not in the Old Testament? Two. The first gift is called speaking in tongues. Everybody says speaking in tongues. The second gift is called the interpretation of tongues. These two gifts. You will never find it in the Old Testament. Why? Because these two gifts is only for the church. It is the gift that God introduced to the church as a sign of the power of the Holy Spirit and the move of the Spirit in the last days. That's why you don't find the Old Testament. In fact, Isaiah saw it by a vision. He said with stammering lips, he will speak to his own people. He said by this also, he will cause the weary to rest. Are you seeing that? So Isaiah saw that in our day, we will speak in tongues, but he never got it. He never had it. Some of them were waiting and desiring to have it, but the Spirit had not yet come. That was the problem. The Spirit had not yet come. Hallelujah. But guess what? The Spirit has come. When the Bible says, in the last days, I'll pour out my flesh, I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. You see that? Say, I will prophesy. See, you have the gift of prophecy. Are you seeing that? Is that work in your life. That means in, in, in your life, you can cause things to happen. You can change any circumstance of your life. There's nothing that should catch you by chance. Nothing should get you to the point where you start to lie down and behave like a chicken. Tell your neighbor, don't chicken out. Listen, you can be a woman, but don't be womanish. Are you seeing that? You have the life of God in you. Stand tall and speak to situations. Don't say, you know, I'm a woman. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You are strong on the inside. You may look small on the outside, but greater we see that is in you than he that is in the world. Can you shout amen, glory to God? Yes, yeah, say I have power inside of me. Say the power, the powerhouse lives in me. Say I will use the power of God to change every circumstance of my life. You see that? You get to your office. They tell you that some people are trying to hunt you down, malign you, destroy your work in this place. And you are saying, God, why me, oh God? Why you? Why you? Why you? Are you joking? Are you joking? Did you hear what the Bible says? The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. He says, but the Lord deliver them out of them all. What are you supposed to do? You go back in your room. You say, Father, no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. They may talk against me seven times, but I will rise above all of them. I shut their mouth. I condemn them. You have to talk. That's prophecy. Say prophecy. Say prophecy. That's why I told you, talking Christians are who? They are the ones that win. You keep quiet, you lock your destiny. Because in the kingdom of God, remember, everything happens by talking. You may say talk is cheap, but not in the kingdom of God. Though. In the kingdom of God, talk is everything. How did God create the earth? <laughs> How? He spoke. How did Jesus stop the wind? He spoke. How did Jesus talk to the fig tree? He spoke. He spoke. And as he was speaking, the words were coming. See, because, you know, I, I watched a video recently by a, a rabbi. He said something that, that blew my mind. He said in the Hebrew language, right, 
The Hebrew word for words and things is the same word. Let me explain. You know how in English when you say words, right? I want to say things, right? Two different things. In the Hebrew, they are the same, it's the same word. That means your words are things. In the Hebrew tongue, you, what, what you are saying is as powerful as what you are holding. That's how powerful it is. But you see, because we don't, I, I, I was amazed. I said, what? That means I can talk my way to the top. That means with my talking, with my consistent talking, I can bring myself out of any pit in life. Are you seeing that? I can promote myself to any level I want by my talking, consistent talking. Because my words, say my words, are things. That's why Jesus said that by your words thou shalt be condemned, and by your words thou shalt be justified. Your words, Bible says, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Say my words carry life. Say it again, say my words carry life. So what does that mean? Stop speaking death out of your mouth. Stop speaking negatively out of your mouth. When things are going wrong, don't be saying, well, you know, my life is like this. My life is so terrible. You know, I can't make progress. Stop that. Stop talking. You say, this economy is very hard. Stop talking like that. Say, people like me survive in Tinubu's economy. In the name of Jesus. You are, you are, you are still thinking that fair price will go down. Be joking. Keep playing. Keep playing. <laughs> you think it will go down? You think your dollar rate will go down? Keep playing. Keep playing. It will not. It will not. Our country was not ready yet. When we are ready, things will start changing. Huh? So, remember, you are an ambassador of Christ. Say, I'm an ambassador. Where does the resources of an ambassador come from? From the country? No! From the nation it represents. So, my economy is not from this place. It's from the kingdom of God. How you shout amen, somebody? Listen, the Bible says that when there is total darkness, that's when I will shine brighter. So in the days of famine, is the days we get more and more prosperous. Glory to God. The Bible says when they say casting down, you will not say, hey, we are casted with them. No, no, no. You will say, 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 I am lifted in the name of Jesus. I thought you would say it. Say, I am lifted. Say, I have blessings upon blessings. Increase upon increase. Say, I have promotion. Say, I am making progress in my life. Say, all things work together for my good. Say, say that there is nothing that is too good for me. Say, I will not experience any disadvantage. Because all things are working together for my good. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. You see that? That's how we use the power of the Holy Ghost. We use the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Glory to God. Let's continue. Ephesians 5.18 So, let me say this. What is the purpose of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? The purpose of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is the worldwide proclamation of the gospel. Remember, Pentecost, the day of Pentecost is a reverse of what happened in the Tower of Babel. What happened? In the Tower of Babel, men wanted to go and meet God. What did God do? Pastor God sent language confusion. In the day of Pentecost, God came to meet man. <laughs> That's the difference. And he now gave us his own language. Glory to God. When the Tower of Babel, they were trying to get to God. You know, somebody say, we are looking for God. Brother, you can never find him. You will not find him. God is not to be, to be found. He's one that will look for you. He will find you. Wherever you are. If you like, go to the deepest valley, to the highest mountain, he will find you. 
If you like, go and hide yourself inside the fish belly. He will find you. Glory to God. So, on the, 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 the Tower of Babel was man trying to get to God. On the day of Pentecost, God came to man. Hallelujah. You know, every time we like to say that when Jesus died, the veil in the temple was torn in two, and then now we can access the holies of holies. I don't think so. What I think is this. When the veil was torn in two, God came out to meet man. Hallelujah. He came to meet us. So that we don't have to be looking for him anymore. And be thinking that it's only for a few. Now everybody, God has come to every man. Can you shout amen? amen. Woo, glory to God. Glory to God. Ephesians 5.8. Look at that. Everybody want to go? Everybody read. Want to go read? Some of you, few of you are looking. Few of you are looking. Some of you, you are stinking or you are sleeping. I don't know which one. Are you ready to read now with power? Want to go read? You know, when people read this scripture, their focus is the wine. Should we drink wine or should we get drunk? That's the focus. That is not the focus. <laughs> let's, let's continue. Now he says, but be what? Be filled with us. Everybody say, be filled with the Spirit. Now, in the original King James, right, in the Greek, the word is actually be being filled. Everybody say, be being filled. Some others say, be continually filled with the Spirit. Let me explain. You can be filled with the Spirit today. And be low with the spirit tomorrow. Let me explain something. You see, the power of the spirit is like batteries in your phone. Right? If you charge your phone today and you use your phone, do you expect your battery to be 100% in the next two hours? Talk to me now. When your battery goes down to, to maybe 15%, what do you do next? You look for your charger, right? And then what do you do next? You plug it. Then it starts to charge. Are you seeing that? In the same way, you can be filled with the Spirit today and be des- you, you, you'll be empty of the Spirit tomorrow. Even though the Holy Spirit still lives inside you. That, that's why sometimes you feel so powerful with God today. Tomorrow you feel like what's going on? Because the infilling of the Holy Spirit is not God's job. It's your responsibility. Hey, hey are you here now? It's your job. The reason why you're not filled is because you have not chosen to be filled. Let me explain. How many of you ate food yesterday? So you guys didn't eat food yesterday? You don't have food? We'll give you food if you don't have food. Never asking. How many of you ate food yesterday? Friday? Thursday? Wednesday? <laughs> you ate food, right? Alright. How many of you created a hunger inside your body? You say, today, I want to get hungry now. Hunger starts. How many of you created the hunger? You didn't create it, right? You just started feeling hungry. Some of you felt, some of you don't, really, some of you, you don't, you don't wait for hunger. As the food show, you chop. You understand? Now, how many of you, when you were hungry, or you wanted to eat, say, you say, God, where's my food? What did you do? Either you went to cook food, or you went to buy food, or what again? Or you went to meet your friend to give you food, whichever form, right? Now, I said that to say this. When you are hungry, you go and look for food to fill your hunger. Now, when your spirit man goes low, don't wait for God to come and give you the infilling again. No. The feeling, you have to go and feed 
your spirit. Everybody say, feed your spirit. Now, how do you feed your spirit? Can you give me the next verse? Verse 19 of this verse. Let's see it. Because notice, this verse is with comma, not full stop. Can you see that? There's a comma. Give me verse, verse 19. Verse 19. We'll read 19, 20, 21, 22. Aha. Uh -huh. No. No. Ephesians 5. 19. Chapter 5. Are you ready now? All right. Now, write number one. Speaking. Isn't that powerful? Write it down. I'm showing you how to be filled with the Spirit. Speaking. Speaking. If you want to be filled with the Spirit, you have to learn to speak. What are you going to be speaking? Say speaking. You know, the, um, the New King James says to one another is actually wrong. Because sometimes in the Greek, the word to another and to yourself is almost the same. The word there is actually speaking to yourself. Can you give me King James Version? KJV. You see it very clearly there. Speaking to yourself. Have you heard somebody, you know, have you heard somebody tell you that? Who are you talking to? And I say, I'm talking to yourself. And I say, are you mad? No, that's of the devil. That's of the devil. Because God's, God, look at it. God wants us to speak to ourselves first. Before we can speak to others. He says, speaking to who now? To yourselves in psalms and what and hymns and what and spiritual songs. So how do you get through the spirit? Your day is going bad. Things are getting bad. No business, no customer today. You say the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still water. He restores my soul. Hallelujah. He leads me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. When people are attacking you, talking, you know, you have enemies around you, you say, the says that it will do to you when it will do you like a dream but says when the lord turned the captivity of zion said we shall be like them that dream dreams then our mouth will be filled with laughter and our tongue will sing it is a new day of blessing it's a new day of blessing bible says yes indeed now he says god decree things are going to happen so fast in my life my head will swim one thing fast on the heel of the other and everyone had tongue to blessings on the right blessings on the left blessings all around me blessings it's favor upon favor upon favor upon favor his blessings upon blessings upon blessings upon blessings increase upon increase upon increase upon increase listen huh? you cannot talk like this and still be sad Remember, joy, Bible says with joy, what do we do? We draw from the wells of salvation. Notice very carefully, joy is not when things are happening nice in your life. No, 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 no. Things can be going bad, but you are still intact. You are still intact. There's a mess in your life, but you are still have joy. Why? Because when I'm filled with the Spirit, remember, Bible says it is joy in the Holy Ghost. It says peace in the Holy Ghost. What is peace? Peace is power of control. Not when this is quiet, no. Even in the midst of the storm, I can still have peace. So number one, speaking, everybody says speaking. 
learn to speak. When things are going bad in your life, it's not the time to run away from church. Ah, that's only the time to come. And then you come, receive the word, and go back and speak. Receive it, go back and speak. You keep speaking until the circumstances are changed. That's how to get filled with the Spirit. Glory to God. Number two, how to get filled with the Spirit? It says singing. Everybody says singing. Singing is so powerful. It says singing. Write it down, number two, singing. Learn to sing songs. In your house, play songs. Songs of faith. Songs of victory. You know? Not songs that, that will even deprive you of your joy in the faith. You know? There are songs of defeat. By the rivers of Babylon. Songs of defeat. These are songs of defeat. Yeah? This world is not my own. I'm just country song. I'm just a passing by. You know that song? When the Bible tells us the whole world belongs to you, he said, if you are Abraham's seed, he says, you are heirs according to the promise. What was the promise made to Abraham? That God grew the whole world to him. You're not saying, this world is not my own. I'm just a passing by. No! You see, those kind of songs are songs of defeat, songs of ignorance. But we sing songs of faith. Hallelujah. The greater one lives in me. Now, the, the, the beauty, why I like the infilling of the Spirit is, even if you cannot sing, you can speak the song. Do you understand? So like the song we sang today, you say, with joy, I draw from the well of salvation. Even though I can't sing it, I can say it. With joy, I draw from the well of salvation. See that? It will do me like a dream everywhere. Because it's about what you are saying. See that? If you can sing, nice. And the beautiful part I like about living on the Holy Spirit, it doesn't care about how cracked your voice is, how masculine your voice is. It doesn't really matter. To God because it's about it's you now, it's you and yourself now you're dealing with. Are you seeing that? So now you are so you can fill yourself up in singing. You see that when you find yourself down, when you find things are going down, it's clear going down. Play spiritual songs that will uplift you. That's what you're supposed to do. How you get filled with number three. How do you get filled with spirit? Number three, making melody in your heart. Making melody, melody. How simple this is. What does it mean to make melody? You know what it means to make melody? La 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 Somebody say, hey, you are disturbing us with your What la la la? He say, yes, it's not unto you. I'm making melody in my heart unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, because a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. You see that? So if your spirit is broken, you can't achieve much. So you make melody. Tell your neighbor, make melody. Let, your, let there be a song in your heart all the time. A song, you are driving it, a song playing your heart. A song playing your heart. I'm showing you how to get through the spirit. This is how to get through the spirit. It's not God's job, it's your job. The, after you receive the Holy Ghost, the, the, from that day, the next one is your job. All you do is speak, sing, make melody. Look at the last one. Surprise. Verse 20. Next verse. Number, number, what now? Number four. What did he say? Giving thanks. For how many things? Always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means every day I give thanks to God. Say, Father, I thank you for my life. Thank you for the progress. Thank you for the joy of my faith. Thank you for the progress. Thank you for my business. You, you always, you are thanking God, irrespective of the circumstance. 
Are you seeing that? You are always a grateful person. Every day you thank God. You know, most of the time you're looking at what God has not done. What about the things he has done? Thank you for those ones. Look at the ones he's done. Remember those things. Don't forget what God did for you five years ago, ten years ago. How he brought you out of the pit and set you on the married clay. So it's a continuous progress. You keep on thanking God. Thank him for your family. Thank him for the revelation in Christ that you've got. Are you seeing that? I'm showing you how to get filled with the Spirit. He says, unto the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not done. Next verse, 21. Read everybody want to go. Submitting yourselves one to another in what? He says with all, because listen, let me tell you right. When you start speaking, when you start singing, making melody, I see that giving things, your faith will be so strong. You'll feel like on top of the world. But irrespective of the power exhibited in your life, he says submit. Because you are still under authority. That means even in the church, you learn to submit. Wherever you are, you submit yourself. You see that? Under the, the ministry of the word. Glory to God. Then I have to get through the spirit. That's all. It's as simple as that. How many of you are going to do it? You're going to do it, right? From, from today. Learn to speak. Learn to sing. See that? Learn to speak. Sing. Make melody in your heart. Give thanks all the time. And remain humble. Remain humble. I'm done today. Stand on your feet now.